Welcome to another episode of Ran Out of Talent. I'm your host, Joe Jr., and with me tonight again is Ryan Greening. Howdy, folks. You've been becoming a regular co-host on this situation. It's my Sunday night ritual. I get to chit-chat with Joe. Yeah. Solve all the world's RC problems. Yeah, last week you were uh, busy, and then I was going to do a pod, do this podcast with uh, Eric Swanson, but he got busy. I'm kind of glad. I was so exhausted. Yeah, uh, it's it's funny. You know, you always expect your favorite podcasts to be on at least once a week, but when it comes time for you to do your own once a week, it's a lot. It is. Um. I, I'm glad the RC world keeps us chock full of news. Let's I, get to it. Yeah, that makes it easier. Um, real quick, I've noticed you've been uh, making progress on your Kinwald car. Yeah, last week I got some parts from John Click. John actually got sick of me uh, continually forgetting to drive over to yeah. Motor World after okay. work and pick those up so he ended up just throwing them in a box and shipping them to me well that's nice so i got those and yeah. then uh anthony z stratton he found a sale post on facebook about two weeks ago that had the uh the rear pivot blocks the trinity aluminum ones and then a blue trinity um motor plate okay. too so for for what i want to do to it right now I am done except for uh, rear wheels. Nice. So I, I should have pulled the trigger on those a few months ago when there actually were some that I saw, but I did not. You know, I've sh I'm sure you've already done this, but have you checked RC Car Kings? Yeah, yeah, actually, I, I got a lot of stuff from there, some stuff I needed, some stuff that I ended up not, um, but they definitely have a lot of stuff still on their walls from that era. I know. I, I'm kind of so curious you, about. So you got to applaud them. At one point, at one point in time, they tried Dude. to support local racing, and you know, obviously, local racers didn't support it because yeah. those parts are still on the wall. I went there every week for parts for off-road stuff up until 2006, 2007, and it was mostly airplane guys in there. Okay. So yeah, you don't see any of those really. Not much of that going on out of there, but probably because isn't there like a, a a nice place in Egan or something like that? There's a flying I flying hobby shop. There could be. That's just a part of the hobby I'm not connected with. I should yep. be. I mean, I really should be. I don't know. So R one decided to pull a Trinity. So, am I coming through okay on your side? Yeah, I can hear you great. Okay. It's just recording weird. That's fine. It's just going a little quiet, but it's coming through. Turn me up. No, it's me. You're fine. Ah. Um. So, let me pull this up here, because I got the statement. Um. So, basically, though, while I'm pulling this up, your R1 V21s are illegal as hell. Uh, which ones? The 
13.5 and the 17. Well, this was off of uh, both the 13.5 and a 17.5. Okay, so not the 21.5. You never know because well, <laughs> what happened was, let me read what was illegal. So, the motor had been taken from a UK National Clubman's event for further in- investigation. I'm informed that the motor was from a shipment to the UK distributor and was sold to uh, the driver new at the event. The motor was sent to me for checking as the event officers suspected the stator length could be less than the minimum allowed. Similar to a V21135 that I checked 10 days previously, it had lots of glue on one stator and face making it impossible to measure accurately in the assembled motor. Having glue and black paint totally covering the faces of the end laminates is not allowed, as the rules require outer uh, circumference area of the end laminates to be free of any coatings for a minimum of one millimeter to allow measurement. The motor fails on this aspect. So guess what the English guys are doing and what what we should do to these filthy-ass motor companies. I don't know. What are they doing? R1 is not allowed to... First, the, the V21 and the V16 sweepingly across the board are off the legal list. This is in England and whatever. Now, R1 is not allowed to submit their brand new motor that they pulled their little Trinity stunt with until January of 2021. So, so R1's illegal. So they're out of stock racing in the UK and all as that. As far as wanting, as far as wanting to get current stuff in. Yeah, no. Until that date. Yeah, you the, all all of their current stuff in in uh, England is illegal, and they're not allowed to submit new stuff until 2021. Wow, I love that. I do too. I wish there was another company that got slapped that hard. Yeah, well, Roar is going to make the R1 illegal. Sure. But as they're doing that, they're going to put the new R1 V21.2 on the legal list. I guarantee it. It's exactly what they did with Trinity. And there are grumblings that... uh, the newest Phantom is going to become illegal also. What's the deal here? <clears throat> we all need to run Can-Am. That's the deal. We, we all need, as tracks, uh, all the tracks need to buy 30 to 40 Can-Am motors. Yeah, it's expensive, but you need to do it. And you need to have a bucket full of chips you pick a chip out you grab that motor and you put that motor in your car you do not mess with that motor charge five ten more bucks a week on entry fee that's the i mean 
seriously, that's only we. I I bet my R one that I smoked two weeks ago was illegal. I mean, it's. <sighs> I'm tired of all this shit. I to know. To be honest with you, I know. But that's the stupid game we play. I I know. Come next fall, this fall, I'm gonna miss the competition in stock buggy. But I'm I'm just not gonna miss any of this crap. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm gonna run mod wheeler. You know, to my own detriment. I I don't care that I'm gonna get wheeler smoked in it be when mod I'm only. when I'm pra- when I'm practicing with that thing. I have a blast. So right. If I'm gonna get my butt kicked, that's fine. Yeah. I'm still gonna have a blast in the truggy class. Yeah. So, and I'm gonna avoid all this crap. You know, the arguing that goes on locally within our community, the arguing that goes on nation and worldwide. I'm just, I'm so done with it. Yeah, it's, it is ridiculous. But it, then, you know, if you do, if you do go Can-Am, and yeah. actually that's a, that was a nice little suggestion you had, you pull chips or whatever. Yeah. Well, don't you think it's going to be like your local go-kart track where over time you're going to figure out which, which ones? ones are yep. better than the others, right? And when you pull the wrong number, you're like, ah, fuck, you know, there goes my $17 that I just paid at Pro Kart. Yeah. Because I'm in a slow cart this time. Um, The Can-Am motors are very similar to where I want to say at there was a race in New York last winter. And I think there was only a second or two separating the middle of the A to the bottom of the B. Cool. So I think they might have it figured out. But you see, now I don't know what to do for a motor myself. I don't know. It's just, I I thought R1 was a clean company. I mean, obviously not. Get a TSR and deal with the fade for now. Yeah, there's options, but... They're not slow. No, they're not slow, but eh, that fade's real. <laughs> it is. It, whenever they did eight minutes at the 510, I was like, no, no, we we don't need to do eight. Yeah, we're, yeah we're, no we're kidding. Good, we're good with six or five, right? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, So, yeah, R1 just screws everybody again, and then... Randy Pike went on a little rant that would have had validity, but then he brought up politics like a dum dum. <laughs> and then uh, SMC, I, I I think they really are getting out of the motor game, but it was more of a talk me off the ledge type of post that they did. We're liquidating all of our motors. We're done playing these games. Blah, 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 blah. Shut your mouth. Were they ever really in the game? No. Yeah, I didn't think so. People did recommend their motors, but they were never in anything above the C-Main. You, can't, I mean, so I, they're slow. Plain and simple. That's what I would assume, just based on the reputation of all the rest of their stuff. Yeah, yeah. But, I don't know, man. It's just, everything's going to hell right now. In the stock Oh, world. come on. In the stock Let's have a world. positive attitude. In the everything's stock. looking great in mod. You're right. Um, 
Well, we're not going to get to questions yet, but I'll run mod. <laughs> I'll run mod at five ten. Other than that, it's like uh, everything's a little small. Yep. Well, yeah, there's no doubt. It's it's not optimal. You know, for the tracks that we race on, it just it just would alleviate all of the bull crap. Oh, for sure, for sure. But yeah, you know, the almost ninety five percent of us would have to turn down our stuff and you know limit it a little bit, adjust it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Don't try running thirteen five though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Keep that five. Keep that five dot five out of thirteen five. Right. Um. Good news. There's going to be a regionals, an A-scale regionals down in Iowa at yeah, uh, LRT Raceway. Did we talk about that? We did. Yeah, oh. we brought it up because there's, uh, there's a few locals that were talking about it afterward, and I remember kind of following them a little bit. Even some of the, the sportsman community yeah. is looking at getting down there to race. That's awesome. That's yeah. It's cool that... You know, our region, there's a there's an influx of new people, and they're really excited right. about racing RC cars in all different types of venues. So that'd yeah. be awesome. I, I hope that goes well. Uh, I've dealt with that Ryan Clem a little bit online, and uh, seems like a great guy. So I wish them the best for that event. For sure. I haven't been... I haven't been... Uh deleting my screenshots so that's why i got a little backwards there sorry <laughs> um another thing shamrock made really positive layout changes i i walk i walked into the track yesterday and i just looked at the track and i said god damn it without even running on it thinking this is going to suck that was my original thought what was your impression based off of? They built another um, elevation change. Just because I personally, like, some people like the waterfall. I personally don't. It's a part of the track I deal with, and I try to get through clean and then forget about it until the next lap type thing. It was an elevation change kind of similar to that, but one it's shorter two the view is way better on it three there is a really nice rhythm through it there's four ways you can get through it two ways are fast so it was a really positive change so let's say you're looking at the track from the driver's stand they changed the entire right side of the track the laps are longer they went from a 19 second lap to a 24 second lap that's awesome that's huge for 10 scale yeah but it, it was a great time um so should we uh talk about shamrock how that went for me <laughs> well I, I saw that you came out on top on the senior junior battle i had a horrible horrible day yesterday and I have to give huge props to uh, Torot for saving my ass. Do tell. So I got it approved by Johnny Shore before I did it. 
I have a monster motor because my I'm gonna get the new Trinity, but it hasn't come yet. It was supposed to be mailed to me by the MFR guys, but it just hasn't yet. So I was using a monster motor, and the rotor decided to peel like an orange. And in doing so, that also popped the ESC. Well, between Ooh. Senior and I, we had another monster motor. We didn't have another ESC. And Taurus... You don't, you don't keep a $40 Hobbywing ESC well, in your box just in case? We normally have one floating around, but they were all in something. Sure. Yeah, between Senior... I mean, yeah, we normally have one. It's just not this time. <laughs> <laughs> and so Tor saved you. Yeah, Tor saved you me. Got yeah, the race. He sold me for fifty bucks. And guess what? Since I've had that B six, I've since I've probably the Yokomo last year. I have not had full throttle. What is considered a hundred percent throttle on an old Hobby Wing three point one? is 75% on an Orion R10 or probably any new ESC. Wow. Dude, it was insane. It, it was a huge change. It I I didn't think it was that big of a difference. It's it, I literally got about a second a lap faster. That's big time. Yeah. <laughs> But you popped another motor. Yeah. What are you? It, what are you doing? The R one. I caught something, and it fried it. I, I caught a rock or something like that. Something happened to the rotor in this motor. I don't know what happened. Well, I'd hate to be your motors going forward. Yeah. No, we're figuring things out too. I think I got the monster a little too hot. It's you. You have to turn your timing down about eight-ish degrees at Shamrock to cool your motor down. Sure. It's hot out and it's all acceleration, and you have a ton of grip. So, but yeah, and then Joe three. I felt so bad for that kid. He broke the nose off the front end of his car, and I should have had the part. It's a, literally the only part for the car I don't have. It's an $8 nose piece, and he busted that. I tried to rig it. He only lasted a minute in the main. But, yeah, no, if you want to go through Shamrock results. Sure. A uh, little out of sequence, so just to cover real quick, Friday night at MMR. Oh, yeah. Doug Austad got the win. Good for him. He, uh... He one-upped his, his buddy, Andrew Mowry. Andrew got second, and Dave Kirshner got third. Sweet. I always forget so they're, Doug races. they're races. still racing steady. Yeah, I always forget Doug races because he doesn't race anywhere else. Right. Yep. Yeah, pretty much just on-road and off-road at Andrews. So he's got, you know, his permanent pit set up there and... Right. That's. I think that's pretty much where that stuff stays. So yeah, yep. good for him. I like Doug. Uh, the the off times that I do go race MMR on a Friday night uh, after we get done, I'll head to 
the local Applebee's with the guys and get appetizers and a beer and nice. talk some shit with them for a little bit. And yeah, I've always liked that guy. So that's cool. And that does bring us to Shamrock where it must have been good karma because Torot took the win over the uh, track owner and operator, John Schroer, came yeah. in second. Right. And the track builder, Corey Eichinger, came in third. Uh, honorable mention. Brad Sadvig played alphabet soup from the C to the A. You got to be shitting me. Nope. So on my list, on my yellow piece of paper right here, I'm going to read it for you verbatim. Okay. After after those three results, it says honorable mention to Brad Sandvig for bumping from the C to the A main. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> that is awesome, and he, so is Brad. So that's yeah, cool. He got Bra- some. He got a lot of good racing in. Brad rode with the three Joes to Shamrock. He he also popped an ESC in his four wheeler. Oh damn! Yeah, it it was a bad day for uh, ESCs. I think somebody else might have popped one too, and then there were a couple of popped uh, sensor wires. Well, that's unfortunate, but he definitely got rewarded for all the driving that he did to get there. So right. he had put a put a lot of windshield time on and got to run three mains. So that's cool for sure. After every main, it's like, do you need a battery? He's like, nope, I got one on the charger. <laughs> and then uh, today, they ran at the toy box, and this actually is a name that's unfamiliar to me. In the two-wheel drive buggy class, Corey, I think it's either, uh, my handwriting sucks, probably Ludwig. So Corey Ludwig. Sounds familiar, but yeah. Ryan Schalk, who is a regular there. He's yep. a regular regular toy box faithful racer and Jacob Helm came in third. So those two guys, Corey and Jacob, I I don't have I don't think I've met them, but anyway, it's, congrats to them. For I, I know out the I know Jake. He's he's a good guy. It's H J E L M, right? Yep. The H is it's uh Jacob Jelm. Oh, it's Jelm? Yeah, he okay. was a torque racer. Oh, cool. Yeah, and he also MMR went to wherever. He, you know, he's hit and miss. He sells a lot of stuff on mid on the Midwest RC page on Facebook. Okay. Yeah, he's a good dude. Yeah. So yeah, that pretty much covers all the racing that yeah. happened in the area this weekend. Anyway, it was a little bit of a. I don't think really any much happened the week before. So no. Um, there's a two wheel or there was oval at the five, but I don't know what happened there. Um, I could probably look quick. I'm sure my buddy Jim Blunt did some winning there. So shout out to him, Jimmy Blunt from Brainerd. He, him and a couple of his buddies, they drive all the way from Brainerd to Rochester to race at T's in the wintertime. So they uh, drive about four hours down there to race. They usually don't end up being done down there until like 10 o'clock on some Thursday nights. That's insane. And then my yeah, my buddy Sparky, he drives back up and goes to work the next morning. Yeah, so no he's thanks. getting about he's getting about two hours of sleep. Yeah, it's not worth it. Um, no, it's not. And then he delivers gas too, so he's driving a semi truck full of. Extremely flammable liquid That's funny. <laughs> rocking around town on two hours of sleep in the ice and snow. That's funny. Um, yeah, no, uh, he, there was, uh, there's no results posted. There, I saw podium picks from today, but 
Yeah, we'll get them next time. So yeah, you know, for uh, for our many droves of dirt oval fans that we're pandering to with this little podcast, you'd be shocked. You'd be shocked <laughs> in how many actual downloads we get. No, I didn't mean that. I just meant no. I know. I know. Probably it's, like point zero five percent of them are dirt oval guys. It's shocking. It's sh- you. I. I'd be. I wouldn't be surprised if twenty percent of our listeners were oval guys. Well, that's that's something you could do for a poll this week. Then maybe I don't. We don't get a lot of action on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. you you wouldn't because you're not paying three hundred dollars per post to right. promote it. So you're getting throttled back on everything you do on that page. You should just change your personal page. You know, to Joe ran out of talent. I, I tried it. Junior. I try to share stuff on there, but eh. Um, who was it? It was um, Aiden from the Extra Lap RC Podcast. He's got the coolest RC podcasting voice out there. But um, he turned me on to a, um, a website called Chartable. And Podbean is not giving us the real numbers. Like, Keenan was celebrating 50,000 downloads. Keenan, that's only through Podbean. Podbean's not giving you accurate information what you're getting from iTunes, all that crap. Sure. So, we got a lot. I think podcasts, too, that don't upload to YouTube are missing the boat as well. I was thinking about it, but I don't want to turn a camera on. We used Do you to, have to? I don't know. We used to upload this podcast. When it first started, we did not have an RSS feed, and we only uploaded it to YouTube. Eh, I don't know. I got to tell you, I, I listen to a lot of podcast stuff, and sometimes uh, the channel is YouTube. Really? Mm-hmm. I, it's just it's all it's all on there. It's all it's all in one place. It's a little less clunky to get to what you're looking for okay. when you're searching within YouTube versus using like the iTunes app or whatever. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. It's anyway. Just, yeah, it is what it is. But yeah, it's we're doing decent. Oh, did I tell you, senior got a B six point one. Oh, cool. So now I'm not, you know. He he had a Yokomo for a carpet car, right? R- he had two Yokomos. Okay. And then it just became extra hard to sell the CAL2 because Yokomo just announced the three. And it is a B6 clone, B6.1 clone. Right on. So, I mean, I guess take what works. Um, I still have yet. I haven't driven one on turf. So I'm, I, w- I was so in love with my low C 4.0 when I was racing it on turf that I didn't even, didn't even need to look over the fence. I heard a little bit of rumbling in the pits that the low Z 4.0 is better than the low Z 5.0 on the rug. <laughs> oh no, that's, that's a bummer to hear. 
Hey, it's good for you. It, it well, mine's up for sale. It's the electronics are stripped. I am emotionally detached from it, and I boxed up. So I don't when I sell, yep. I don't sell all my extras with the kit. Okay. I think I think you're doing yourself a disservice when you do that because you don't get anything for it. Yeah. And um, so anyway, my my spares are gone. So I I thought about throwing some in so that I could go run locally and i thought ah you know i i do occasionally break stuff and i just i don't want to be that guy I, i've never had to be that guy I, I go to the track and i'm ultra prepared for just about anything that I could happen felt, to me and when it does happen to me i usually pack it up and drink a beer and I, go home i felt like such an asshole yesterday asking around for an esc <laughs> I, w- I was about to pack it up yesterday. I was going to pack it up and just announce races. Sure. But uh, Tor came through with it. Who's doing the announcing at Shamrock? Uh, John Shore, mostly. Sometimes um, Yolanda Eichemel grab the mic or Ryan Eichemel grab the mic. I'll grab okay. the mic for a race. You know, it's kind of just whoever can do what they can. Yeah, I like that. I like that setup. We um, we split a lot of that stuff at the toy box between like uh, myself and Ryan Sobachek and um, Jason's brother. I can't I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but yeah, yeah, the... yeah. It it helps because it's you know it's it's kind of boring sitting there. It is, but running you know races what? all night. It goes to my point though. If you're gonna if it's a everybody helps out type situation, that's cool. But let's say you're doing the majority of it, you better get paid. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of past the days of of a free race or whatever. You right, know? right. And and I I haven't you know asked anybody to pay me. Um, I mentioned to I did mention to Dollar Hobbies. You know, yeah, I'm I'm right there. If if you need me to step in on a a weeknight or a weekend day or whatever, that's fine. But then this is you know this is what I cost. Yep. So be mindful of that. And it, this is what I cost, whether you know five people show up or you know it keeps going up if it's more. So right, right. Hey, so remember last podcast I was talking to you about the idea of. Why don't you sell your stuff in a raffle? It's easier to sell a $10 ticket to somebody <laughs> than... There's a Facebook group just like it. S- there's a concept. Facebook group just for raffles? Yeah. Okay. L- like there's people selling B set brand new B74s. Um, there's that sweet headset you use for nitro. Um, brand new nitro motors. All types of good stuff. It's called right remote, remote Control. Where did it go now? It was like Remote Control Stick or something. But yeah, it's re- just what I was trying to explain what I would be a good idea to do the other week. And that's what they do up in that page. Until you actually do it and you have to answer 75 PMs in one day. Yeah. I guess remote. I want you to do it so you, because I want to see if I'm right, and if I'm wrong, you know, even better. Because I hope it's not a gigantic pain in the ass. But logistically, in my head, it sounds like a nightmare. I might do it with the MBX8. 
So I need some RC funds coming my way, so I got to get motivated in fixing that. Well, not fixing it, but getting it all cleaned up, getting new fluids in it, and sending it down the road. Right on. Yeah. Um, I was on the No Name RC podcast on episode 31. Did I tell you about that? Oh, yeah, I did. You t- I said Yeah, you, you told me you were going to be on. I I hadn't listened to it yet. I didn't get to talk too much. I came into the conversation late, and then... It, Jeff Keaton is a very good talker. So I did I did say give my little rant about Roar, but I I wasn't able to go as hard as I would have liked, but that's probably for the better. <laughs> I don't know. Um do you have anything else? Uh what do we got? Oh, uh just the other day, popped up fifty-one fifty. Finally, yeah, another video. Get they released a come drive with us for the Perth Australia Worlds. I'll have to watch that. Yeah, I yeah, was, it was good. I was um, forced to buy a new television. It's way better than my old one, so. <laughs> be I I watched mine on my phone. I was out in my hammock yeah. earlier, relaxing and watching that. It was it was good. You, there's you know they're very in depth. It's it's very much a behind the scenes look at thing. It's it's not like sitting there all weekend watching live RC. You know, it's all of the more interesting parts, the the stuff that you never get to see. Nice. Like that. Nice. So, so I have a couple more things before we get to listener questions. Did you see Zach Rogers is out as Kyosho? Uh, manager in America and Kyosho, no, I, Kyosho America is kind of falling apart itself it seems like what what leads you to say that part I haven't seen any announcement for replacement okay you have no so team manager dis- disbanding their race program they've done it before um, it's probably not a bad idea because you know, they're. I'm sure they're killing it with their, their ready to run market and all their hobby grade stuff. And they're definitely. I mean, they haven't killed it on the racing scene in a, a long time. Right. It's. I don't know. It, it doesn't look good now that they're owned by a bank, and they're looking at that racing side. They're like, "What the hell are we doing?" So. I'm, yeah. What's all this red? Yeah. No kidding. So, yeah, he's out, no no replacement yet, and HPI Racing was just bought out by some whatever company. So, Hot Bodies is, has been a different entity than HPI for quite a while now. They used to be the same. But I wonder if they're going to stay out of so HPI has been in and out of the racing scene for since they started. I wonder if they're going to stay out of racing or if they might try to come back. I mean, hmm. cause I mean, they have no, they have, they'd have to come up with all these different platforms from scratch. Right. Right. Cause they don't, they don't, have, they don't have anything right now. No, that's, you know, above, above hobby grade. Right. I don't know, it's just a thought, because you always think a company's doing well, 
until you see him go bankrupt. <laughs> so, yeah, we should get into questions. Let's hit it. Because, I don't know, we we started some crap, but, well, we didn't start it. We? Not we. You got a mouse in your pocket? Yeah, not we. Just me, hey, got any questions for the podcast? And then it's like, oh. We'll start out with Jeremy Whitting because his isn't bad. Main starts. Why is, uh, I think he means racers, is it so hard to be patient for the first few corners before you start racing in the mains? It's, uh, he says, he basically says it's all over the place, not just at a certain series or a certain track. Well, I have an idea to you. Yeah, you first. My idea is to try to stay on Kyle's and Seth's tail as long as possible to try to keep up. And if you're not right on their tail, you're going to get left. So everybody's jockeying for that position right away and then Kyle is that that what it is for you or is that what you're thinking it is for you know like the people that Jeremy is racing with you know in the the nitro a main I'm thinking that you really think that's it yeah do you really believe there's people that are on the starting line right now that think that they can run with those two that aren't named Kendall they do for a little bit and when they do run with them for a little bit, they pull, let's say they're sitting in third or fourth, and they're in that lead pack. They're pulling away, let's say they stick with them for five, six minutes, and then they get, then, you know, they fall apart a little bit, but they have a big enough lead over the people behind them then. Hmm. I just feel like people get bit by that probably just as many times if not more by you know ending up on your lid in the first or second or third corner yeah that's that stuff drives me nuts because in my mind i want us to get through the first few corners get to single file to where there's like at least a car length between all the cars and now go right right not 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 go not go hard right right at the start and send it up the inside and hope that your car slows down in time, and it usually doesn't, so you end up taking out three, four, five guys right in the first corner, and that sucks, man. Why do you think people do it? Idiots. We're all idiots. As soon as that tone goes, every good sense that we have in our brains shuts off. Quite a few years ago, I made a mental note to start taking it easier off the starts. And nine times out of ten, it's been a positive gain. Yeah. Because most places don't fall start. Because I'm usually in the middle of whatever pack I'm in. I'm in the middle, which is not fun. So let's say in the first corner I go a little wide. The guy behind me drives straight through to where I would have been if I would have held my line and takes out the group in front of me. And then I just drive right around it happens almost every time yeah it's it's rampant at least uh, definitely in mnrc 
means there's always a first turn pile up. It happens a lot of places. I used to full start people, and then people would get pissed at me, and it's like, oh, you all suck. Yeah, I, I think part of it is, you know, the you and I aren't regular race directors slash announcers. You know, we pop in here and there and do guest appearances. The people that are doing it regularly, they're not laying down the law. Well, I mean, I've said this before, but I'm starting to look to maybe do it regularly somewhere. Sure. And this is a pure guess, but I'm thinking, you know, let, let's just say, for instance, that you start doing it regularly at a, you know, Johnny's Backyard Raceway. Yeah. You're you're not going to let people get away with trash driving. No. Um, from what I, as you know, and as everybody knows, race directors can't see everything. But what I can see, I've always called it. And yep. if you see it and you don't call it, you're not doing your job. Correct. And false starts should be more of a thing. They're just... I, I have a line in my head. And if those vehicles don't make it past that line in the way I want them to make it, it's a false start. And that's usually... Uh, two, three corners. Um, yep, that's pretty reasonable. Let's see. And you get one. You get one restart. That or that's my yeah, method. No, yeah, anyway. you get one restart. Um, Chris Martin, why are members of our community so strongly against the presence of mod classes at club races? Um, we touched on a little bit earlier. Um, they want to buy their wins. I think that's part of it. Maybe. Um, a lot of it has to do with, you know, pretty much none of the venues that we go to are truly mod-friendly as far as the size and the layout. Yeah. Once like, once in a while, there'll be a flowy enough layout at the 510 right. that is conducive to mod. Right. And most of the time, pretty much everything out, out here, I'll agree with that stock is a little easier to get around the track and to get around, you know, consistently and even, even fast, you know, right. it's easier sometimes to go faster with your stock buggy around here than it is a mod. But I, I don't care about that. Yeah. Well, like Shamrock's a good example, 24 second laps, but it's like 20 feet, 180, 20 feet, you know, you go, to, you're it's just, you don't have room to want. Yep. Yeah. And like you said, a stock would be faster there. But 510, I'll run it. Toy box, I will not. Um, there, there are a couple of negatives about mod buggy that you can't lie about. Like a set of positrons in the rear. In stock, they normally last me three weekends. In mod, one, maybe one and a half. You do have to take that into consideration also. Tire wear is a little worse. Yeah, tire wear might be worse, but depending on where you're talking about, and I know, I know, I know, I always gravitate back towards the 510. I 
I get it, listeners. I love that place. Yeah. Um, you're you're ripping through a set of tires on a trophy day, no matter what. If you're doing it right. Yeah. Yeah. It. Eh. So you buy you buy that set of tires for the trophy race, and you know, okay, these aren't going to be good for another trophy race. Can I take them to the toy box and have fun with them next week? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But for all intents and purposes, performing at their best, they are one race day tires. Sure, when you're doing sure. it that way. So what the hell does it matter if you use them up in mod or stock? You're not. And wrong. there, there, are, there aren't a ton of people that I would want to move to mod, but there's enough for us to make it fun. There is. Um, and then if you want to read, you know what? <sighs> The listeners should read the sub-thread of crap that that started under Chris <laughs> Martin's question in the RC Racing Group. Ugh. Yeah, that was just painful to read. To be fair on, on the Conrad thing of running a mod in the stock class at a club race turned down, it, he's not the only person that does it. We We look the other way for a lot of people. Because we shouldn't. On, I'm okay with it because on most club races around here, the the numbers are so small and it, it's an insignificant race. You're in my eyes when I go to a club race, I'm going there for practice. Yeah. Hey, Vin- oh, sorry. Go ahead. So, no, it's a, I'm pretty much wrapped up with my point. I I don't have a problem. The one thing that I wish people would do is when they do show up with a mod car, and Sam Silvacal is really good about this, he won't turn his car down so that it's equal with the others. He'll turn it down so that it's slower. Okay. Um, so. Sorry. Adam Vink has some uh, hard numbers for us because he goes, he, he starts talking about numbers. He goes, I think a 5.5 is too fast for most people. I also don't think people realize how much of a jump it is going from a 6.5 to a 5.5 either. Mathematically, a 5.5 compared to a 6.5 is 15.4% faster. It's only one turn less but a big jump in speed. In comparison, a 17.5 is 19.7% faster than a 21.5 and it's a four-turn change. So that must... Yeah, that's pretty, you know, I ain't checked the math, and it must have something to do with wire diameter also, but it, I, I'm pretty sure Adam knows his stuff on this. I'll take his word for it, because I have absolutely no idea right. whether he's accurate or not, but I believe him, based on feel. Yeah. Um, a 5.5 five in a four-wheel drive mod buggy feels like a rocket ship. And a 6.5, I actually, sometimes at the 5.10, I got to turn it up a little bit yep. to be happy with it. Right, so. right, right. Uh, Matt Wood making jokes, when's Junior coming out? When's Junior's coming out date? <laughs> yeah, whatever, man. Randy Johnson, when am I going to come run the Oval? I have no time. I'm training for a fight. I have a potential fight coming up August 3rd. I don't even have time to, like, I'm frantically going through my mini truggy and my nitro buggy. I don't have time for that even. Sure. So. Yeah, I, d- I don't, um, 
I don't have any desire to race year-round anymore. I I really enjoy having a season. I'm enjoying more and more the fight. Like I'm enjoying the fact that on a, if I do get the fight on August second, I'm gonna have to weigh 155 pounds, albeit only for an hour. Stuff like that. And I'm enjoying training my butt off to where I feel like jello every single night when I get home. It's something I could have made a living at if I were younger, I'm telling you. But yeah, so maybe after August 3rd. Until then, man, I don't even, I hate to say it, I don't even want to go to the MNRC race. I really don't. And that's coming up in two weeks. Where's that one? Uh, Rick's. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're doing a layout change, right? Yeah, like I, I don't know. Like this week or next week or uh, I don't something know. like that. I Speaking of layout changes, uh, Full Throttle. Yeah. Full Throttle RC Raceway up in Foley there. They got a brand new one in for... Are you going racing on Saturday? I FTR, might. State I'm Champs? I'm pretty damn broke right now. Sure. And... I just found out I have a bench shock shaft on the mini truggy. That's all I would run there. And I'm waiting for the shock shaft. If it makes it here on time, there's an okay possibility I might go. But if it doesn't, eh, we'll see. Looks like another killer layout. Yeah, I'm sure it is. They build excellent layouts. I'm uh, I'm going to get up for some practice. Yeah, for sure. Um, Alakins, what's your opinion on the use of traction compound and tire warmers at an A-scale event? <sighs> well, we don't have to worry about it. Everybody's using traction Lo- compound. Not, not locally. Yeah, locally. Everybody's been, no. using, yeah, you know, they on are. On the, on the A-scale side? Yeah, and you can't police it. It sucks. It's the tire game is the reason I'm starting to hate a scale. I'm looking at a box of tires that I have well over a thousand dollars into, and I'm not sure I have the right tires for Rick's next week or in two weeks. I I hate it. The tire warmers. It's a one-time buy. Um, for us, it would be good for like the dome stuff. Like I don't know. I just assume everybody's saucing already. If I don't think they are I locally. Do. I, 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 I don't really know. Do. I mean, none of my friends are doing it. That you know of? I, I've i never seen certain people sauce directly in front of me, but I'm sure they are. If you're not saucing at places like Omaha, you're screwing up so bad. Oh, yeah, that, I, I wasn't considering that at I, all. I'm I thinking know, about but I'm loose, just saying, loose, loose places like we race on around here. The thing is, just assume everyone's doing it. And you know what? Get a thing of liquid wrench and try it on a set of 50% used tires. See if it makes them feel better. And I bet you it will, and I bet you're going to be faster. And then I bet from there on out you're going to be saucing every run. I have I just don't think it matters for the 
it's for the average to. Joe, and basically outside of the top five of the A main, everybody outside of those guys crashes at least five times in a 30-minute main. You're right. But, I mean, if you can be three-quarters of a second faster a lap, either way, because that's what Compound does. It makes you that much faster if it works. I, I just assume everybody's playing tire games 100% of the time. Tire games. You cannot. I haven't started playing them heavily yet. But you cannot just mount up a set of tires and go anymore. That's that's a joke. It it really is. It it's kind of disgusting. It really is. And that's why I'm. I hate to say it. I'm enjoying the purity of the mini truggy more than anything else. Sure. And I get pissed off when people are like, "Well, do you think they're coming out with more tires?" F- I hope not. I hope it stays <laughs> the way it is. Because guess what? We're going to be saucing them, and then we're going to be using tire warmers on them. And then this winter at the 5 in the toy box and everywhere else where you do use sauce, where it's openly used, there will be tire warmers in everybody's pits. And if they're not, they're not trying hard enough. Ah. I went out and raced on slicks in that class on days that I shouldn't have been at the 510. I'm I'm not buying no freaking tire warmers. Uh, you might change your mind. It's a one-time I purchase. won't, though. I promise you I won't. Yeah. I, I, I don't care that much. I, this is all fun for me. And I have just as much fun when I finish 7th place as when I finish 5th place. I usually, because yeah, I'm not ahead. watching what the other people are doing. You know, I'm not I'm not watch, seeing another guy's tires work better than mine or whatever. You know, I'm just I'm going out there. I'm hoping that I have a relatively clean run, which for me, in a main event, usually means one or two crashes. That's a good run for me. I, I don't do clean runs. It just yeah. it's a physical impossibility for me. It seems, but sure. um, yeah, I just I, I'll never take it seriously enough and maybe it's just because all of that stuff is behind me yeah you know the the way that i was ultra competitive in snowmobile racing and and in motorcycle racing that's that part of me is gone you know and the the racing side of me that's left over plays with toy cars and has fun my competitive side is weighing down quite a bit lately but it's still there and I still, if I can do it and I can feel the difference, I'm going to do it. it. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, so, yeah, it it's happening. That That's my opinion. It's happening. What's your opinion, Ryan? I know it you don't sucks. care. It, it does suck. I just, I don't care. If, if somebody wants to buy tire warmers and use them, you know, go nuts. Um yeah. Outside of probably the Van Dalens, I'm still gonna beat you in mini truggy anyway. No matter yeah, what we'll see. you do we'll with see. your tires. So we'll see what happens. I've been uh, <laughs> dialing that thing in. No, not you. Uh, no, I'm no, you said in, me. You I'm using <laughs> you in air quotes. <laughs> you said me. Well, what I meant was you people. Yeah. Oh, you. What do you mean by you people? Not just kidding. <laughs> Those people know who I mean. 
anyways, so uh, we got one from Nick Gabrielson. Uh, when is the estimated drop date for the Heydays event that we were talking about vaguely? Is it something that's going to happen, or is it all dust in the wind? <sighs> well, if it's just going to be the demo deal that it normally is, you're welcome to show up and run. But I hope it's not, and I hope it's... I the... thought it was supposed to be like an invitational-style race. Yes. Mm, it's... Can't say too much more than that, but it's going to be invitational. If it works the way we want it to work and if we get the funding that we need um tony swenson goes ryan why do you only cover the podium finishers in the results skip the guys and read some of the lower finishers <laughs> I, I don't even know how to how to come at that with a uh with a logical response i you know, it's it's my segment. It's yep. called Ryan's Results. Right. And I talk about the ones that I want to talk about. I'm rarely in Ryan's Results, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I mentioned you to, this time, though. I you, yeah. you got the better of senior. Yeah, I did. And I got the second fastest lap of the race. Yeah. Oh, shit. I forgot. I actually wrote that down. I was going to give you kudos God, for that. My car is so good it's it's so frustrating that i just fall apart in the mains like i do and like um brian hookham so i announced there were three heats of stock buggy i was in the crappy one because that's when everything blew up on me and then i marshaled and then john was up so i announced that race brian from start to finish ran uh 15 6 16 from start to finish it it's ridiculous <laughs> and in, in that main i got behind brian quite a few times and then i made a mistake and then it's like oh i'm gonna get him here i make a mistake that type of thing it's like damn i can't get the guy this this one's for tony so friday night in the stock buggy b main Fritz Grimm finished in fifth place. Awesome. There you go. There's your random result. I'll throw in, from now on, <laughs> I'll throw in one random result. Sounds good. In all of Ryan's results. So Fritz Grimm, <laughs> you get the shout-out this week. Yeah. Uh, he has another question. There is some talk of starting a 40-plus class in the MNRC at the Dome this fall. Why wait? Let's start it at Rick's. In talking to people at Loose Nuts, I think we'd have enough for a B main. If you're gonna add a class, please cut a class. There's nothing left to cut. Well, sorry then, no room for it. I have thoughts on forty plus. Do we ride this wave? Forty plus by far, is the biggest class in the entire country. All around the rest of the world, they've never even heard of it. It's kind of like in America, when Stadium Truck was huge, and Masami had never driven one. That type of thing. 
do we ride the 40 plus thing to death and then when it dies it possibly hurts the overall numbers at the MNRC or do you think it'll help like maybe it'll get Jeff Ford and Tim Slenton racing again I think it would need to be 50 plus for them guys to want to <laughs> race you know it's hard to make Tim want to race too well I think I think they're over Right. I think they're those guys are doing all of the parts that they consider fun now. Right, right. I think so. They too. don't they don't want to put up with the bullshit of wrenching and having gremlins and you know, they they enjoy that role that they're in. I, I think that's why they do it. If they wanted to race, there's there's nothing stopping those guys from racing. Right, right. Well Tim was all happy um, about the gas I, I think truck, but it 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 would work. We know that. We know there's plenty of guys 40 and over racing locally that would sign up for another Nitro class. I mean, that'd be great for those guys to get some more time with their Nitro buggies and or truggies. Yep. I just, those those days are so long already. Think about this, too. They're going to be a lot longer if you add 40 plus. So... Not just a little, a lot. We're in a pretty, I don't want to say lean year for the MNRC, but it's leaner than normal. Back in the day, we were getting, let's say, 150 entries. We're at about 120. All the A-scale classes have stayed about the same for entries. Sportsman's a tick light, but there's enough. I think think those extra classes that we added back in the day might have hurt us like short course i think short course in the long run hurt us and i hate to say it because i love it so much and i'm gonna keep running it but mini truggy might be hurting us i don't know it's unless it keeps going if it keeps going as long as the rest of a scale it won't hurt us. It's, I don't. Um, it's pretty much the same concept, though, because nobody in that class is running just that class. Right. Not one person that signs up for that class is only running that class. It's it's a supplement class for everybody in it. True, true. Um, and it's a hell of a lot more fun than having three people do two-wheel drive open uh, that's which which i wish it would have worked because there were there were a lot of fun times back in two-wheel drive stock buggy before it died out right you know and you guys had to try something else yeah to save it there was there's a lot of fun times battling in that class on a you know a slow car on a on a whooped out shitty rutted out track you know and you you had time to pick lines and stuff because your car was so slow. That was a lot of fun, but um, I think some people with really fast motors and all of that killed the fun in that class too. Yeah, I know. And then when you when you're running a class that there's only five people in, you're asking a lot of people to come out and volunteer marshal. That's right. It is right. Um. 
Alex is talking about having a 40 over nationals. And I told him he doesn't have enough pit room. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. I don't yeah. The, if over. you bring the kid, he has to pit for you then. Right. 40 over, man. What? I'm torn. I really am. Because you're not there yet? No. No. Um, if it wa- if it's there, when I'm there, I'll run regular nitro buggy and then 40 over nitro buggy too. I'll double it up. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. It's If people are okay with an MNRC day being longer, I think it's good because it will generate more funds for that group. And I'm I'm all about that. Well, if it's two heats, that's 20 minutes around, which adds an hour onto the day, which is significant. It is. <sighs> yeah, it We'll see what happens. And we... You know what? If you want to do it at Rick's, eight makes a class. If you can't come up with eight at Rick's, you can't. I doubt you could at the Dome. But that is a long-standing rule. We will run a class. We'll run any class if eight makes it. We got to figure out where to put it. That's another issue. Where do you put it in the race program? Right after Mini Truggy, so that you don't get stuck marshalling a 30-minute main after your 8-minute race. Right, but right after uh, Mini Truggy is regular A-scale buggy. Right. So what if somebody's doing a duel? What if? Well, I mean, just about every damn time... On Sunday, just about every race, somebody's doing a back-to-back. I know. I know. There's no way to get away from it, especially when, when people have, when people don't qualify to their potential. That screws everything up. Right, right. Let me just check to make sure we don't have any more questions. We might be done. Cause I'm pretty tired. I ordered the UFC. Hey, title. everybody. Go race the, go race oh, FTR yeah. this Saturday, and then head up to the Minnesota State Championship race at Lake Superior RC Club. They're running Saturday and Sunday. Yep, they're going to have you, one If you want to show up on Sunday, they've got one round of qualifying for you, and it is rocket rounds, so you can show up Sunday in TQ. Yep, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to do any of it. <laughs> we'll see. Well, I'm not, but. I encourage people that want to go RC racing to do it because they're both freaking awesome. Yep, yep. So I had a couple quick experiences. Um, So back-to-back weekends, this is totally off the topic of RC, but back-to-back weekends. So I went to the UFC fights last week. Totally awful experience. I'll never go again because I compared it to sitting at home in my living room and watching it. I don't get how people like live sports better. I really don't. If so, what what didn't you like about your experience? So I paid for a suite. Well, the group I was with paid for a suite. The seat sucked. I was staring at a monitor the entire time. There was no commentary. Um, the losers that woo 
when the fight hits the ground and they're too stupid to understand what's happening, they do Ric Flair woos, it's ten times worse. <laughs> that would totally be me because I have absolutely no interest in the ground game. Uh, they're girls that are so thick that are wearing clothes they shouldn't be. Monsters That's, everywhere. Welcome to Minnesota. <laughs> have I, you have you been to Target lately? I don't belong in public, or Ryan. Walmart. I do not belong in public. And then I watched last night from my house, and then when it was over, Senior left, and I went to bed two minutes after the final fight. I yeah. mean, shit. Your broad sweeping generalization, though, of sports in general. Yeah. Um, I'll counterpoint a couple of those. Baseball. Baseball's way better in person. Yeah, you got like that, stick and ball sports. Well, yeah, sports, Joe. <laughs> like actual sports. See, um, I'm not a team hockey. sport. Hockey, hockey beats the shit out of watching it on TV. Really? I am a life. I'm a lifelong hockey player. It's it's my favorite core sport. I cannot watch it on TV. I'm not a team sports guy. At sure. All. Um. I'm ra- but I, I like racing think, and I like fighting. Do you think you'd fighting. have fun being in the first few rows of a fight? No. Really? Because I despise the people. Yeah, don't even... Well, I despise all the people that would be there, too. See, 95% of them would be wearing affliction and yep. have those weird embroidered jeans that look like they should be girls' jeans. And Right. When the asshole next to you is doing a Ric Flair woo... You just want to kill him. You you do. It's like, wow. They were wooing at Damian Maya, the disrespectful assholes. I mean, seriously. It was, I don't know. It was just a little something, just an end of the podcast rant. It it was frustrating, but that's why I'm tired because I stayed up last night. I I had no naps today. We stayed up last night watching UFC and then went hard hard in the paint training today. So Right on. I'm pretty- yeah, I'm with you. I back in the day when I did follow the sport casually, um, I'd much prefer to watch it at home so I can hear, you know, Joe Rogan and Mike What's his nuts, you know, oh, talking yeah. about it. He's and out now. not be not be next to that guy with the affliction shirt on and not getting in an altercation with somebody because you bumped their Captain Coke and Right. They Yeah, it's they, a tough atmosphere. When you're watching you know, hardcore competition, especially fighting like that, you know, adrenaline starts flowing in everybody and some people that doesn't mix well with alcohol and No. All of that. No. The only cool thing is we saw Kendall Grove outside of the Target Center. He was cornering somebody. But, yeah, other than that, yeah, I'm just bitching a bitch. <laughs> I don't blame you. It's a $185 ticket. I feel... Uh, that I, was your portion of it? Yep. Yeah, I, that's... Yeah, well, I, I can't say anything. If I if I wanted a good seat at the hockey game, that's what it's going to cost, and that's not in a suite. Yeah. So. Well, that's the thing, it's... We'll see, yeah. Stuff like that is ridiculous because then something like X Games comes to town 
at U.S. Bank Stadium, and you can get in there for twenty bucks. Really? That's and, so much yeah, better. The last couple, the last couple of years, it's been twenty bucks. I don't want to speak to this year because yep. I haven't I haven't seen a breakdown of it or anything. But yeah, it was twenty dollars. Now, if you show up thirsty and or hungry, yeah. you're in trouble. But uh, oh yeah, a water that they wouldn't give me the bottle to. They poured it for in a six cup. bucks. A water and a box of popcorn, nine dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they get you. They get you on all ends, parking, all that stuff. You definitely you have to want to go to that event to justify it to yourself. But yeah, shout out to X Games. It's you know that's a made for TV event. Yep. That's where they pull all their money from, and they know people aren't going to show up for it if the ticket is a hundred dollars. So good on them. Yeah, yeah. All right, we should uh, end this kind of off the topic of RC. Yeah. I just want to brag that I went to a UFC fight and it was terrible. The fight, <laughs> the fights themselves were great, but yeah. Good. All right, cool. Well, we'll end this. I am your host, Joe Zer Jr., and with me is Ryan Greening, and we've ran out of talent.